Bang. Bang. We're going, man. Oh, we're on? Oh, we are on. All right. What's going on, man? <laughs> How are you doing? Good, man. How are you? Shit, man. I'm fantastic. Yeah. Special episode. Oh, yeah. Episode number 21. We know we know the important. I've told you the importance of the 21st episode. No. <laughs> I thought I did. No. So, well, for anyone that doesn't know, Drew was episode one of the Facility Talk podcast. Uh, started, what was that, back in October, right? September, I think, actually. I don't know. It was a while, but, uh, you know, been a minute. it was a minute just because uh, we had like season whatnot. Um, but 99% of podcasts don't make it past the 20th episode. Really? Yeah. Okay. So you get to that 21st episode, top 1% of podcasts that are still active, which is insane considering how many people are uh, making podcasts. Yeah, days. I was about to say, yeah, it's the thing to do, man. But no, like I told you the other day, man, I love doing this shit. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, we love our, we love social media. Yeah, I know you've been, uh, your, your uh, girlfriend came in, she was taking videos and stuff for you. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're sick. Dude. She does a good job. <laughs> yeah, she does. Um, yeah, she's been doing that stuff for a while. And, you know, one day she just asked me if I wanted it and she's been doing it ever since. So, um, yeah, she does a really good job and I'm very grateful for that. So, yeah. Hey, shout, shout out Allie. Yeah, shout out to Allie. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, dude. But I do, we were joking right now when we were talking about when we were doing the audio test. <laughs> I love this story. So your name, you're Drew Marufo. Yeah. Tell the story of Cody Decker finding out your name for the first time. Oh, man. Well, I can't even really tell you um, exactly how it went down originally, but it was along the lines of, uh, so I was in the transfer portal at the time. I think he was actually talking to NMSU. And uh, so he's like, hey, Cody's like, hey, I got, I got this guy, Drew Marufo. And coach goes, I don't see a Drew Marufo. I see a Christian. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he gave me some shit about that. So, but, uh, yeah, I don't go by my first name for whatever reason. Drew just kind of stuck. So, yeah. <laughs> dude, I remember Cody. And you know Cody. He's a eccentric dude. He's very outspoken. Yeah. yeah. Loves that guy. He's yeah. helped me a lot, uh, yeah. especially starting the podcast. But he, uh, I remember that day because he's like, what? Your name's fucking Christian? <laughs> <laughs> you're like yeah. yeah it's like why the fuck do you go by drew <laughs> yeah that's some explaining to do on that one that's for sure so still sorry about that cody <laughs> <laughs> do they put when you when you're like on your roster and stuff is it is it christian or is it safe Drew? no cody taught me the lesson you got to pick one so no i go by drew now so you'll okay. find me as drew gotcha gotcha i love it dude yeah. so what what's going on with so last time we did this you were still in season for the uh boise yeah boise the boise uh the, the hawks yep. in the pioneer league and obviously season ended everything like that so what what's the next steps like going forward um well i've got some some things i want to check off uh that being uh an affiliate contract mm -hmm. so i'm trying to get ready uh to go throw in a pro day for that uh, that's the big, that was the whole goal of going to the pioneer league was to get my contract bought out. Mm -hmm. So, uh, learned a lot in my rookie season, uh, have some, have some work to do. Uh, 
but I feel like I'm making some good progress. So getting ready for that. Yeah. So, so technically right now you are a free agent. No. So uh, I actually got club option. Okay. So Boise still owns my rights. Gotcha. Um, so the, the way that I would have to go about that with going with another team, they'd have to buy out my contract from them. So, uh, that's where I'm at. <laughs> so we'll see, man. We'll see. Yeah. So you, and that's coming up, what, end of January, right? End of January. Yeah. yeah. So and I know there's a few teams coming out and that's going to be at the LA facility. Yes. It right. Is. So yeah. I know uh, who specifically is going to be there. I don't really know. I know for sure the Diamondbacks. Um, I don't really know. I'm just ready to go, Chuck, man, honestly. Oh, dude, I know. I mean, if you roll out there and you're four to six, popping a seven, maybe an eight. With the awesome pitches that you have, man. Oh, it's going to be a lot of opportunities. God willing, man. So, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens. Uh, you know, just working for that. Uh, I think it'd be a really cool comeback story almost. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, trying to make it happen. So, we'll see, man. We'll see. Yeah, I know. I, and, uh, like, watching you. So, one of the things I want to ask you about, because this is something that I've struggled with in the past, okay. uh, still playing as a pitcher, and then you start working with these guys in the facility. Have you have you struggled with where you're like, all right, I need to focus on myself here, and then other guys are like, oh, I, I like, can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? And then you're like, shit, like I ran out of time to do my own thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's just, you just got to make adjustments. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I love coaching. Uh, you know, I, I almost find it more exciting when I see another guy, you know, check off, hey, I hit 90 miles per hour. I find more joy in that than me doing myself. Um, so, but yeah, there's a balance with it. Um, obviously, I do have to take care of the athletes, make sure they're doing their stuff correctly and stuff. And then I can worry about my stuff. But I think the biggest thing that's been helping me is just my recovery. Um that's the biggest thing. Uh, and then just finding like a routine. Mm-hmm. I think once you find that routine, it's, it's very easy to just kind of ride that out. So, um, yeah, just took a couple adjustments, but we're, we're good now, man. So. Yeah. <laughs> Cruising. He's in a, he's in a nice little routine. I know I did your, your plyo velos last week and you were hucking that thing, man. <laughs> I was like, damn. Yeah. Um, yeah. I hadn't done one of those. The last time I did that, I got hurt. Or I was hurt, and then that really told me I was hurt. But so yeah, it was a lot of fun chucking on Friday. So we'll see what I'm off off the mound on Saturday. See what we pop up on the velo. Are you are you going mound velo on Saturday or, or? I think I'm just gonna. I think I'm gonna go bullpen. Okay. Uh, just because I know the pro day is coming up, so I want to make sure that you know I'm sharp mm-hmm. uh, with everything. So I'll go bullpen. Really won't do a mound velo. Um, kind of do that stuff after uh but yeah we'll just do a bullpen this week yeah just get that dialed in maybe up the intensity a little bit because i I know you threw one on tuesday before i threw and you were like a lower intensity i think you threw like 40 pitches something like that just working on everything (laughs) yeah so i was working on on some off-speed pitches um i think the biggest thing for me is finding something that just goes this way to the plate Um, i need to find a slider curveball anything that just moves that way so i actually learned a couple grips from uh, sammy not that mm-hmm. and you know they look good in catch play so what ended up turning into 
a 20 pitch bullpen turned into a 40 pitch bullpen <laughs> you're like oh, hold on let me let me, yeah. ex- let me tinker with this a little bit and then yeah and you know i think i think i made some good progress mm-hmm. i got kind of like this gyro going um I was looking more for like a sweeper but you know if that's what i can throw that's right. what i can throw so um yeah we're getting it's it's a pretty good one you don't see the dot on it which is the big thing right now um so might be a successful pitch but who knows right i don't know i know you're a hard off speed guy because you you were talking to me about how you're like it's kind of frustrating because you know obviously everyone wants to throw really hard and you know your fastball is usually four to six right in game but then you're like and then my sliders <laughs> 80 86 to 89 and my splitter is 87 to 90 mm-hmm. and you're like yeah i'm trying to get something a little bit slower so there's more of a speed differential yeah and you know i think it's just all about you know disrupting the hitter's timing mm-hmm. um and i feel like i got hit around because i really didn't have that pitch that where i could do that mm-hmm. so that's one of the biggest things i'm going to work on this year this off season, and you know hopefully i get one and you know have a good really, really good season next season so um but yeah that's that's the biggest thing right now is just finding that off-speed pitch. Oh, it makes a huge difference, especially in like when we're talking about like speed differential on off-speed pitches. Yeah. Because I know um last summer we had a guy from South Korea and here his name is Chan Yoon. Okay. He plays at uh, New Mexico Military Institute. I don't think – did you ever get a chance to meet him? No, I didn't. Yeah. But anyways, so big dude, like probably my height, but strong, like 225, 230 moves weight he's like an ox in the weight room okay moves really well you know like a traditional like um asian pitcher like the uh <laughs> with like i like like the delivery and everything yeah, it's just, very similar yeah really smooth mm-hmm. yeah. and like they he like pauses at the top of his leg lift and then everything flows yeah. but he was up to i want to say 92 okay. he was like 89 92 and his osprey pitches he didn't have any when we got here so i was working with him on like change up stuff like that and we got a change up down, and then I taught him my slider that I throw because his like his four seam group is the exact same as mine. So I was like, "Hey, let's work with this," yeah. and figured that out. And then he was like, "I, I also have a curveball." He's like, "I don't throw it a whole lot, but I'm trying to get better at it." And he was like, I said, eighty nine, ninety two. His change up was like eighty to eighty four. Slider was seventy six, seventy eight, something in there. His curveball was like sixty eight to seventy one. But a straight 12 six yeah. with minus, it was like negative 21 inches of vertical break. Yeah. So it was a hammer, dude. Yeah, that's a plus pitch, man. Yeah. 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 And it was just like that. And I was telling him, like, dude, if you can set that up with you get a guy geared up for a 92 fastball and then you drop in a 68 mile an hour curve, that's good. Yeah. And, you know, even from like a hitter's perspective, how much harder would it be to hit? Mm-hmm. If you knew that a guy threw a 68, 71 yeah. curveball and then you come with a 90, 92 heater, you're going to have him, you know, off, yeah. off balance. And right. So, yeah, that's, that's what I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be like you, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, he's an awesome dude. He's so funny. But he, that was the, the one thing we were working on with the curveball between like differentiating between the curveball and the fastball was sometimes he would because it was an off-speed pitch and it was slower, he wouldn't try to throw it as hard. Right. So it would pop a little higher. Okay. And I was like, hey, you can't do that because, you know, once you start facing better hitters, yeah. if they see that ball pop early, they're going to think curveball and sit back. It's easy to tell. Yeah, yeah, very easy. So that was the one thing we were working on is just tunneling it to where 
the fastball and the curveball were coming out at the exact same height, but then it was just slower as it got down to the plate. So yeah, but he he figured that out. So I'm 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 looking forward to seeing what he does this this spring at Nimi. So okay, that'd be a good time. Yeah, yeah. What what grips are you trying to work right now? Because I know you. So Sammy, for anyone that doesn't know, Sammy is in the he was in Double A with the Angels. He's left-handed pitcher. Him and Drew go way back. Oh yeah, <laughs> back in the little league. Go days. way back. I mean, yeah, I played with them. Uh, I was about 13. We we played for a short time, mm-hmm. but, you know, uh, still made that relationship and stuff. So, yeah, really good dude. Um, he's been coming in since he's been back home. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I've learned a lot. So, and we actually, I've kind of thrown my fastball kind of unorthodox. I grip it like a lefty. So. Let, let me see. What do you, how so like? this, so technically this would be. Cause that's how I throw mine. Okay, this yeah. is like standard right-handed. For whatever reason, I get way more movement with this. Okay. So, and you know, me and Joe actually experimented with it a little bit, and I think me and him just agreed that we would just stick with this. Mm-hmm. Um, so we threw really similar, or we throw similar fastballs. So um, he just kind of showed me his grips, and sure as shit, everything was breaking, <laughs> and I was like. Man, yeah, so, um, yeah, and it almost got me thinking about, you know, coming up with some programs, actually, for grips and stuff, mm-hmm. because I think a lot of it has to do with what finger is stronger than the other, so. Dude, yeah. Does that make any sense? Oh, dude, yeah. I, I don't know if I showed you this, but I noticed it in one of my bullpens the other, what was it, like a, a week and a half ago or so? Okay. But like my middle finger is way more dominant than my my uh, pointer finger. Okay. And when I throw like, I think this is. Oh wait, no, that was a. Where are the fastballs at? Yeah, that's a fastball. But like, look at my middle finger at ball release. You see how it like hikes up like that? Yeah. Like it spikes like right. the last second. And it doesn't really affect it too bad. I mean, look at the, obviously that was like that was a strike, and I think that was like 80, 88, 89. It was a lower intent bullpen. Yeah. But yeah, like figuring out what your dominant fingers because everyone's different. Yeah. And so what I was thinking, <laughs> I actually haven't talked a bit to it about anybody, and it was one of those things I just kind of thought of in the shower for whatever reason. Usually <laughs> when you have like your best thoughts. Yeah, in the, in the shower. I don't know why, but um, I just like. I was like, and it was right after that day, actually. So that's actually kind of what got me thinking. And for whatever reason, I was thinking about it in the shower. And I was like, how smart would it be to test which finger is stronger for our athletes? And then from there, you can go about, you know, what grips would actually work Mm -hmm. as opposed to, you know, trying to figure it out on the fly. Um, So that's kind of something I'm experiencing, experiencing with. So um yeah so yeah we'll that, yesterday um gonzo so isaiah gonzalez okay. um right-handed pitcher here uh he's a 90-93 guy he's probably going to get up to four or five in season and he has always been fastball curveball and he has a changeup, but he's always been like dude it's terrible right. i never get it and yesterday he was throwing we were doing just like someone was standing in so they're simulating a batter and he was just working on it and every single one he was yanking and spiking. I was okay. like, all right, let me see your grip. So let me see the, the ball. Yeah. So he's got like a traditional changeup grip. Okay. But his pinky finger was super high up on the ball. 
Yeah. So he'd be like holding it. Like, I don't know the exact grip. I don't remember exactly, but like his pinky was like here on it. Yeah. And I was like, and he was like, yeah, I have a little bit of pressure on it. I'm like, Hey, whoa. Okay. That's probably why you're, yeah. you're getting around like on the side of it and yanking it. I was like, cause that pinky's playing a more active role than it should. Right. And then I told him like, so, cause like I showed him mine and I wasn't going to show him like, I, I don't want him to throw my change up. Yeah. But I said like my pinky's resting here and there's no pressure on it at whatsoever. So then we made the adjustment of just keeping his same grip, but dropping his pinky lower on the ball and then having no pressure on it. And then he was finally able to throw good ones um, with movement. He's still working on just getting the command of it down, but yeah, you know, we, we had the batter step out and then he threw a few and it was taken off on him. And I was like, okay, so we have the movement down right now. We just got to hone it in. And the biggest thing for me was telling him like, Hey, you got to have like a, a dedicated catch play day where it's just mainly changeups. Like you throw like four changeups and then a fastball. Yeah. And just, I said, I told him just get some air under it, like 90 feet and letting it break the way it wants to break. Yeah. Just kind of finding the shape for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know you're big, you're a big catch play guy with your off speed pitches. And yeah. Like that. I think, I think that's the biggest thing for me. And you know what? I actually think that's why I didn't throw the pitches as well on my bullpen in my mm-hmm. bullpen. Uh, this past week was just because I've been throwing at such a light intent. So, and I haven't really been practicing it. So um, I think once I start getting consistent catch play with it and just working on the shape, and I think that's the biggest thing is just kind of like finding like the profile for it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I can go from there and add some gas. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's how I'm going to go about it. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be fun though. Yeah. For sure. Dude. I mean, even if you roll out there on your pro day with, uh, like I said, mid nineties fastball, with your off-speed pitches, the way they profile and move, yeah. it's going to be good, man. God willing, man. <laughs> I, I hope just... the scouts think so, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude. So, yeah. Oh, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it, but, dude, fuck. picking up. I think I have to do – by the way, this podcast is now sponsored. Is it? Oh, dude, I know. I have a we, – we do a little ad read right now. Here we go. Oh, yeah. I think I was telling you about this the other day, but this podcast is brought to you by Project Baseball. Okay. Drew, are you tired of the same generic baseball apparel that is hindering your ability to achieve the drip over skill factor? Yes, I am. (laughs) If you you answered yes to that question, then you need to check out Project Baseball. Project Baseball is a baseball apparel company made for baseball players by a baseball player. From baseball icon shirts of Barry Bonds, Ken Griffey Jr., Bryce Harper, and Manny Ramirez, to funny shirts such as the Hitting Bombs for Hot Moms, and my personal favorite, Drink Bang, Throw Gas, P.O. Life, Project Baseball has everything you need. They use quality materials and have different styles of t-shirts, including oversized pump covers and fitted shirts that show off those games from grinding in the weight room. To get your hands on one of those shirts, visit projectbaseball.net or reach out to them on Instagram via at Project Baseball and make sure to use Andrew10 for 10% off your purchase. And remember, drip over skill. You're damn right. <laughs> Amen, brother. Preach <laughs> yeah. it. Guess uh, what, Project man? Baseball, man. Guess what, man? Would you rather be a bad baseball player, but you have that drip factor, or <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah, I'd rather be good at baseball. Well, yeah, obviously, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, that's the goal. But I mean, hey, yeah. hey but if you're not going to be, at least have one, right? <laughs> dude, I love the. Honestly, the shirts are really cool. Um, let's see if I can screen here and show you a couple. Because I, it's. Oh, hold on. Where is it? Oh, there we go. Project Baseball. Like my favorite ones are this one. I have this one, 
So it's like okay, Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah, dude. Ken Griffey Jr. baseball culture shirt, and then you get it in black. It's Michael Jordan when he played baseball. Y'all got to send me that in Excel, please. I do. I'm telling you, I'll get in touch with the the guy. But then he has got yeah, like a Barry Bonds icon T-shirt. Okay. These Home are... run king. Yeah. And then he's got funny ones like he's got the the college baseball field by caffeine and nicotine. <laughs> <laughs> it has a Zin can. Yeah. Right? I'm like, yeah, that's funny. Oh yeah. But I always we always I always shoot him ideas. I told him what he needs to do is get like every team's like most iconic player. And then run them out there on a T-shirt yeah, so that yeah. every team has the opportunity to get like their favorite, you know, representation. You know, if yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So that'd be I'd, pretty sweet. Actually. Yeah, I know it'd be very, very cool. Jeez, I know you're a big Lulu, Lulu guy, though. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know, I got my first pair and I just never went back. I don't know why, dude. They're nice, man. They're just so expensive. I have one pair. You want to? You want to know the story of how I got them? How'd you get them? So I went. It was in Tucson. Went to the Lululemon store. Okay. Never been before. And I was like, man, this it, shit is expensive. It's intimidating, man. Yeah. You look at your like a pair of joggers, $120. You're like, yikes. Yeah. Anyways, I found a pair of light blue shorts that I liked. And I was like, oh, these are cool. So I try them on and <laughs> I'm trying them on. I walk out and there's a girl that's like by the fitting rooms. So I'm like, yo, how do these look? And she's like, no, they're good. They look good. And I was like, oh, okay. I don't know if like I'm thinking about getting them, but like. They're a little expensive. And then she's like, oh, I can give you the I love you, man, discount that she gets. It's like 70% off. So I'm like, oh, really? Like, yeah, hook it up. So then she hooks me up. I get them for 30 bucks. Dude, That's my pair of Lulu shorts for $30. That's a steal, man. I know. I get, I'm like, I get home and I'm telling a couple of my roommates and they're like, oh, did you get her number? I'm like, no. I'm like, dude, she 100% was trying yeah, to get in. Dude. Come on. What are we doing? It was one of those like oblivious moments where, well, I mean, you've been off the block for a while, you know, uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, it's been, yeah, but yeah, dude. And I was like, oh crap. She definitely was kind of hitting on me a little bit. Should have got her number, but you, you live, you learn. <laughs> That'll do it, man. <laughs> I know. Afterwards I was like, dude, so yeah, the Lulu plug, man. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. You got that whole wardrobe. I know, man. I just, uh, I'm a pretty basic guy. You know what? They I think they are pretty basic too. And I think that's kind of why I like it. It's yeah. got solid colors, you know? Yeah, if it just wasn't so damn expensive. Huh. Christmas. Yes, and that's <laughs> I do I do like the way they look my legs legs look because they are they fit well now. They do. Yeah, they do. And I you know, I have skinny legs. It kind of drives me crazy. I think was I telling nah, I was telling somebody bad else about skinny, man. Well, dude, they don't get bigger, they yeah, just get stronger. Just... That's what I tell everyone. Yeah. I don't know. Drew Drew hooked it up with, on his workout, the workout phase I'm on right now. It'll get you moving, man. That's the phase that did it for me too. So I'm what excited to see what you're gonna touch. Yeah, I just got to deal. I'm dealing with this forearm stuff right now. So yeah. shit pops up all the time, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you were telling me yesterday. I was like, "Fuck, man," because I was like, "This thing's ha- like it's it's not feeling right." You're like, "Yeah, it's probably just a little flare up because it's like nothing like structurally wrong. It's just yeah. at ball release, pronating, supinating. I feel a little bit." tender yeah tight. and i think it just comes with it and i think cody even said it best it's just like throwing a baseball is just already anatomically incorrect oh yeah so there's gonna be some you know bumps in the road that come with it but nah with our recovery stuff that we do man mm-hmm. it'll be all right man i know i know you were, you were doing the the kuzia recovery yeah. Dude, walk walk these guys through what the kuzia is 
So because it is brutal. Essentially, you're not going to be able to lift your shoulders over your head after this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a workout. So yeah, it's it's just a workout. Um, Joe actually put me on it because uh, I'm just so internally dominant compared to my external. Uh, so it really targets your external muscles. And so you got what, three sets of eight. Uh, I can't even, I don't even know what the first movement's called. It's the TRXY, whatever. Yeah. Um, so you got three sets of eight on that. And then you go single, single arm for what? Three, four, four sets four. of four. Yeah. Three by four. I think. Yeah. Three by four. Um, after that, have a great time. Cause we got isometric holds with, red crossover band you got three sets of five 10 second holds um then you go ity superset with that 10 seconds there so that's another 50 seconds of isometric holds and then after that you got quad y pulse and i forget the last one what's the last one i think it's uh the quad y bolt and then it's the er eccentric like... yeah the er eccentric mm-hmm. inflection yeah yep. and then you got three sets of 10 of that with the blue band yeah yeah (laughs) we love punishing ourselves but you got to do it man yeah you have to um and i think that's the biggest reason why we're healthy mostly Mm -hmm. and so yeah and i've seen i think i've gained almost 10 pounds Mm -hmm. after doing that so but dude i'm taxed man did you when you're when you're uh when you're back in like in season plan do you get any of your teammates to do this stuff with you you know what I I think it's just people saw how hard I was throwing. <laughs> They're like, hey, they were looking at all this like stuff I was doing. They're like, dude, what am I not doing? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I got a couple guys to to hop on some of the stuff I was doing and stuff. Um, but yeah, um, I don't know. Uh, I actually had one guy reach out to me. He's asking me about the airwave. Yeah, have you ever heard about that airwave mouthpiece? I'm not. No, no. Um, essentially, it's just like when you it's so that you don't clench and you stay relaxed. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you clench, you can feel it. It's kind of crazy. But um, yeah, they're always asking me about that stuff because I'm all into this recovery mm-hmm. stuff and I haven't tried it. Well, I have it, but I haven't really worn it. But yeah, still got teammate. They reach out for everything, dude. <laughs> God. Yeah, dude. <laughs> the same same fucking boat, dude. I got guys texting me left and right. They're like, yo, uh, it's always like in season two. Cause when you like, I do know how to do like soft tissue work. Yeah. And they'll be like, Hey, my, my arm's not feeling too hot. Can you massage it out or whatever? I'm like, my, yeah, dude, and you're just the guy stuck doing everything, man. <laughs> yeah. My, my thumbs are dying by the end of it. Cause I've done three guys in a row and then they're always like, Oh, it feels so good afterwards. Yeah. But and then, I, and then I have, my throwing partners always come to me asking me stuff. Name's Lance Olson. Shout out to Lance. He's a he's a he's a dog though. He's my guy. Okay. But he's he literally went to me in the fall and was like, "Look, man, I'm trying to do be be what you are. So I need you to like I want to shadow you. So can I just work out with you? Can I throw with you? Everything like that. And I was yeah. like, All right, let's do it, man. Yeah. I had to force him in an ice bath one time. You got to do it though. Yeah. I haven't been doing it, but I got to do it. <laughs> no, this dude was fu- hyperventilating. I was like, all right, dude, it's uh, not that bad. He yeah. got in it. And he's like, he sat down. I'm going to have to back up from the mic so I don't blow it out. But he was like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I was like, Lance, 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 Lance. I was like, dude, <laughs> relax, man. You got to breathe, dude. <laughs> I'm like, hey, just 
chill, yeah, relax. Yeah, just suck it up, dude. I know. I don't know. They they always see they see all the stuff I do, yeah. and I mean I get I, I get made fun of. They they think I puff out my chest. No, have you gotten that one before? No, but you know what? I don't really care. <laughs> that's like yeah, that's I'm all. just walking, dude. Like <laughs> I tell them that all the time. They're like, dude, you always walk with your chest puffed out. I'm like, dude, I have a big chest, man. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Jealous. Yeah. Like, um, I lift heavy weight. Yeah, dude. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, man. I get a bit, and I get shit for how long I take to get ready and stuff. But it's funny because the dudes making fun of me are the same dudes that are on the IL three times a year mm. and can't pitch. So I'll look funny if I stay healthy and keep playing. So yeah, yeah whatever, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, hey, hey, go ahead, laugh now, man. But yeah, in the long you're run, and I'm not. Yeah. So you, you got to do all this stuff, especially like you said, you know, basic, your your body's not anatomically built to throw a baseball. Right. That's why it's important to do all everything ties in ties it in. Yeah, dude. I think the biggest thing that it's like you can't do upper body. Don't even get me started, started, (laughs) man. Like, let's let's make some like logical, you know. All right. So you throw with your arm. Shouldn't that be strong? Mm -hmm. And you throw from an overhead position. Right. Shouldn't you train that? No. 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 We we crush legs though. Yeah. Jeez, dude. Genius. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, everyone everyone's an expert these days. Yeah. Do you know uh do you know who the uh what's his name? Well, I'll pull him up right now because I I literally was talking I DM'd him. I DM'd him yesterday. This guy. Hold on, is it ow, let me switch it over. It did the stupid stuff. Technology, man. I know. There's the screen here. We gotta get this figured up. Yeah, Jack Barry. Shout out Jack Barry. You've okay. probably seen him on social media and whatnot. Let me see. I actually don't think I have. He's he's pretty active, but he's a, he's like a coach, everything like that. But okay. he put it on his story because he posted a video of him throwing, posted a video of him throwing, and somebody was like, somebody slid up and said, "Yo, you're not staying in your back leg long enough. You're pushing off. You're probably losing a few ticks there." And he said, <laughs> "He goes, you're a genius." And he said, and I, I slid up. I was like, "That's freaking hilarious." <laughs> And I was like, my personal favorite that I always get is you're flying open, stay closed longer. It's like, hey, man, no, nah, like, like, I don't know that. Like, I'm trying to. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, he's, he said uh, people do that all the time. And I was like, I'm just going to start sending them links to job applications for performance coaches at like Tread and uh, <laughs> Yeah, dude, seriously, man. I just hate that. Like, everybody thinks that everybody's the same, dude. And it's not the case at all. Yeah. Oh, big time. Yeah, dude. Not everybody moves the same. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But it's, it's like you and I when we're gonna compare. Like you have a shorter arm action. I have a longer arm action. Some things might correlate, but the majority of the time, there's gonna be differences. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So, yeah. Whatever. Everybody can keep typing. <laughs> keep being a keyboard warrior, man. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, so. The upper body lift today I did. Okay. Fried me. Yeah. We we're just talking about upper body. I wanted to talk about it. Okay. It was the, the dude, I felt massive afterwards because it's the the main focus of that upper body. Like there's a couple push movements, heavy bench press. It was four sets of three. I did two forty-five for three on there. There you go. Which is, you know, big boy numbers. Yeah, yeah. There you go. But then the rest of it is all pulling stuff. Yeah. And 
dude, it is like, what do you, you know, the importance of training your back lats, everything like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but that phase will get you going, dude, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like a monster. Cause we we're doing, it was like sled, sled rows. Yeah. Dude. Four plates. Yeah. You just rip them as hard as you can. And yeah. I was like, yes, yes. Dude. I love this stuff. Yeah, dude. I remember JJ made that phase. Um, I just started doing it. And I was like, geez, dude, it's just getting me going. Like, <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's actually the phase that, that got me from, I think it was like 92. And then I re- was like, hey, we got to move. And we just started, you know, moving fast. And sure shit, it was like 95, 96 after that phase. Dude, you need to get my hopes up, man. <laughs> yeah, I did, dude, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I couldn't tell you what exactly it was. I think it was just a combination of everything I did. Uh, as far as recovery and stuff, but dude, that phase was, you know, a big, a big key part yeah. in that. So dude, do you have a, what's your least favorite phase here at Bimal? Like the least favorite. I mean, they're all good, but yeah. least favorite in the sense of you're like, this fucking sucks. Well, I did that uh, clone big kahuna one. That one wasn't fun, but if I'm going to be honest with you, I just don't like phase one. Phase one. <laughs> I don't like phase one at all. When, man. You, when you get back from season and you start phase one, dude, it's just like, yeah, I'll go Bulgarian split squats and then we're gonna go like what Turkish get ups day four, yeah. dude. No, like, and then is no, isn't is there step ups in that phase? That's phase two. That's phase two. Okay, yeah. that day sucks too, by the yeah, way. Yeah, that um, does. But yeah, phase one is just kind of like, I got to do it. Mm-hmm. But I, I put I, my, buddy, my buddy Lance, I had him do it with me. <laughs> he went <laughs> next morning. He's like, I can't walk. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. goes front, it's front squat grip, Bulgarian split squats, four by six. And then it's, you're like, okay, that's heavy. That's bad. And then it's speed deadlift. Yeah. And then you're just like, now you want me to move fast? Yeah. And then you're like, okay. You're like, okay, I can't get much worse than that. And then it's like heavy hip thrusts off the ground with some rotational stuff. <laughs> Fuck, really? Dude, the loading time on that takes forever too, man. <laughs> if you're lifting correctly. I remember yesterday you were lifting next to me and you were like, this is the worst part of lifting when you have to just gather all your weights. Yeah, dude. You just got to. Especially when you start moving around weight like you and I do. Yeah. It's... And it's not to sound all like yeah but like dude i kind of hate lifting heavy man like it's just like you got to put like like first of all it takes forever to warm up Mm -hmm. and then you got to like you know roll the plates over there you get like seven eight plates over there then you got to put them back or put them on another bar and stuff and you're just already tired in between sets you're just i don't want to do this anymore yeah then you look at your watch and you're like oh fuck an hour and a half has gone by yeah and then you're just like but i love that shit anyway whatever oh yeah <laughs> that's why you gotta get a you gotta have some kind of vice yeah dude. yeah we are just a good gym partner man oh yeah, yeah. you work out with john usually yeah biggie dude. yeah we're just we're just similar on like Mm-hmm. Most of our lifts and stuff. And we've got the same rest times and everything too. So yeah, but yeah, that's he's a great workout partner, man. Shout out to my man John. Yeah, you get you, and programmer. He's a programmer too. <laughs> yeah, dude. It makes I honestly just kind of listen to John and all my strength phases and stuff. Mm-hmm. 
just because I saw success when he did. Um, so yeah, I, I trust him and, and, you know, it's give and take too. He asked me what I, what I think on some stuff too. So, um, and I think that's what makes it so makes his lift so successful is it's just not him drawing it up, man. He's asking for feedback and stuff. Yeah. We test it and then we're like, Hey, all right, this works. Mm-hmm. Hey, eh, didn't really work. Bang that. So, um, and for whatever reason, we checked all the boxes last year. So, I trust him, man. So yeah, and well, and then what's what's cool about you guys being workout partners is he's a position player, he's a catcher, and a hit. So he hits. You're just a pitcher. Yeah. So then you get to experience it on both sides of the spectrum. Yeah. To where you're like, okay, this this workout's great for both. Yeah. Or this workout, it's more beneficial. I think it's more beneficial for a pitcher to do this one as compared to a hitter. Right. Know? And you know what? I think we do such a good job of just rotating well Mm -hmm. and that's just what most of it's just like you rotate like all right we're gonna we're gonna do that in the weight room we're gonna uh and yeah so i think that's another reason why we're successful we just know what to train yeah so yeah you got to train to rotate fast yeah exactly you still (laughs) people forget that it's it's a big part of uh delivering a even if you're if you're hitting or if you're throwing yeah you got to rotate yeah you're rotating and there's a fine line obviously a linear rotation but mm. yeah you still rotate man yeah I mean, don't go in a straight line right <laughs> no exactly i know dude one of the things i love about fernie's uh warm-up when we were doing it with all the college guys was at the end we would do like ply or uh like plyometrics but it'd be with like med balls stuff like that yeah just whoosh, just moving. yeah moving as quick as fast as you can yeah i was like damn dude i'm feeling feel spicy right yeah now. and then you go throw and then you feel whippy and it's coming uh-huh. out easy so why wouldn't you do it you know right so exactly yeah so what <laughs> you told me not to ask you about this <laughs> we're not gonna get yeah, into we're it we're not gonna get into it you got a nice little weekend planned over yeah. at west texas shop house oh yeah shout out brent <laughs> <laughs> from that christmas party yeah dude Jeez. can't wait to go i'm gonna get up bad steak man dude I, I thought it was funny that you uh you stole we did like a white elephant and then you stole uh you stole that axe game oh dude that thing is so sick too and for the next three days at all your christmas parties with your family i just see that it's like the axe game yeah dude and chris was over here like i hate you yeah who do you swipe that you swipe that from chris right? yeah i took that from chris well yeah i had a lego lego dobby or dobby, dobby. from harry potter and i was just like dude i don't even know why i stole it uh i thought nobody was gonna take my gift <laughs> really and john ended up stealing it i didn't even have anything planned and i almost went and grabbed that last bag but on my way there i saw the axe throwing set and i was like sorry chris this, this thing looks sick too like <laughs> so yeah honestly i think it's been helping with my command for whatever reason dude i i, I kid you not i think the first three days i had it i was i was throwing axes for two hours <laughs> yeah dude i was working on sitting it. down from like 20 feet just <laughs> so yeah dude that thing is sick yeah i gotta bring it over here one day so we could do it yeah that'd be fun yeah. i know uh dude my roommate texted us in our group chat and he found a pool table for 150 dollars. dude that's so and scary, we have man. a garage in our backyard that it would fit perfectly in yeah and he's like i'm thinking about getting this and i was like john i said colin if you buy that <laughs> 
<laughs> I can't say what I said, but I was like, oh, I know what you said. Colin, please buy it. Yeah, dude. I fucking I love pool. Yeah, dude. Pool, pool and darts. That's darts is your reign, though. Yeah, dude. And I think Mitch got me in that too. But <laughs> yeah, dude, darts is like and that helps with my command too. <laughs> you gotta focus, you gotta yeah, execute, dude, man. You yeah. gotta lock in. Yeah, dude, you're training your eyes, you're training your sights, stuff like that. So yeah, dude. Anything you just gotta throw an object at something that mm-hmm. I just kind of like doing. So, dude, pool is sick though. I mean, I remember when I was in college and I wanted one too. I was like, they're four. They're I so can't expensive. Afford a four hundred dollar table right. used. You're a broke college student. You're like, ah, yeah, dude, dude, I gotta eat, man. <laughs> I'm yeah, trying to ration out my meals and see how long I can last. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, I want. Did they? Uh, when you were when you're playing Boise, did they? Did they set you up with like per diem or anything like that is it all on your own no they set up so we had per diem so if you obviously it was only on away trips, oh, okay but away trips you'd get 30 dollars a day so which is you know pretty sick actually um because that was just extra money that i didn't have to spend on food and stuff so um they pay for like two meals a day and stuff so nice. yeah not too bad yeah, better than some of the other like i think mitch got like 25 a day mm. and they don't even get fed on at home Oof. so yeah every team's different in that league right so yeah we got we got taken care of in boise we nice. see love it yeah. beautiful place too yeah dude really nice i want to get out there dude you would there's so many people that i know that have it's just random too and it's kind of funny my girlfriend's roommates sister never met her and the same thing she went to boise she met her boyfriend over there in boise she moved there in six months it's crazy like i know people that just take random trips over there and they just end up loving it so much that they stay there and uh yeah dude really nice city clean uh it's almost similar to here actually as far as weather because they're still like high desert so it's it gets hot over there it gets cold but yeah dude it's it's beautiful over there in like spring fall yeah and we drove through a few summers back we went to oregon okay and yeah, we drove, right we, there yeah we drove we drove through there i mean that entire area man the, the northwest when you're stuck in a city most most of your life yeah. and you get out especially a, the midwest man yeah yeah and you get out and you're like oh my gosh it's green yeah. not a lot of people there's wildlife you're like oh this is sick Dude, you just feel better breathing over there yeah you guys you, are you you're not are you an outdoorsy dude not well i don't like to be inside that's for sure but yeah um i go out i don't go on hikes and stuff but yeah i do love going you, outside and breathing fresh air you big fisher no but really? i i've had a really fun doing it when i did uh i got invited to go like it was like something at Elephant Butte. Oh, okay. And I did that, and I really liked it. I just don't have anybody that has, like, really taught me how to fish or, like, have anybody to really do mm-hmm. it with. But, dude, I had a great time doing it. Yeah. No, I come from a big family of hunters. Really? Big, hunting, fishing, all that stuff. Yeah. Midwest and okay. Oregon. But I've never been hunting before. I was. It's <laughs> kind of funny that you bring that up because I've been, like, I don't know if you're, know, like, I on netflix they have this show called meat eater yes Steve dude Ren- i have Renella, right uh, yes i have watched that like on repeat 
I watched it. I, I stopped. I'm watching this new car show, but yeah, I watched that for like two months, mm-hmm. and I was just like, dude, I really want to go hunting. Like, I am motivated to go like stock up my freezer right now. Yeah, but yeah, dude, how sick would it be to be like just go hunt? Right? Just go hunt and get out in the great outdoors. Yeah, dude, piss off PETA while you're at it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah whatever. <laughs> it always cracks me up that they think like. uh People are doing it just to kill things, but they don't understand it's for food. Yeah, dude. Because you get a deer that'll feed you for a year, you know? Yeah. Like, at what cost? Right. Like, I mean, uh, and then like, uh, one of my classes was like a persuasion class, and we had to do a presentation. And this one dude, he's a big hunter, and that was what he, he was talking about hunting and like the benefits of it. Yeah. And he was like, "Yeah, like, you get a deer." Like a buck, it feeds the entire family for a year. You know, you yeah. don't have to buy meat, and you're locked and loaded. Yeah, dude. Like, especially with these prices, man. Nowadays. <laughs> well, as a, and then as an athlete too, you know, it's quality meat. Yeah, and it's not like you know, spray all those chemicals and stuff on it, make mm-hmm. it last longer. Whatever. Are you are you really in? Are you big in nutrition? Not that big. Like I'll eat it. Yeah. But like obviously, like, are you if, paying attention to like what you're? Like, it depends, man. Uh, if I'm starving, dude, like, dude, I'm gonna eat, man. But like, like if I have a choice to like eat clean or like, I I like eating. I feel so much better eating clean. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of picky sometimes, but it's just random stuff that I'm picky about. Like I pick and choose, but yeah. No, I know you're a. You got a few supplements you take. Nothing, yeah, saying, nothing nothing illegal yes nothing Let's illegal not, we're not gonna get into that there's nothing illegal going yeah. on but it's one of the things you take is a uh, beet powder yeah beetroot yeah beetroot, i actually baby. got to choose right what, now what are the benefits for taking beet beetroot just better circulation better blood flow and that's the biggest thing uh that i felt you know helped me in season was just right after my outing whenever i could i would just take beetroot and I'd be ready to go the next day, no matter what. Oh, yeah. For whatever reason, I felt so much better. I didn't feel sore. Uh, no inflammation, really, as opposed to when I didn't take it. So, and I knew when I didn't take it, I was just like, <laughs> can this game dude, hey, Skip, I can't go today. <laughs> you have a say in that? Like, when you're like, like, you can talk to your manager and be like, hey, like, I'm not feeling it today. Or... I mean, there's a fine line, obviously. Yeah. Like if I had pitched two days in a row mm-hmm. or like the na- night before I was in long relief and I threw 62 pitches. <laughs> yeah, Skip, I'm going to need a day. Yeah. And they were pretty good about it over there in Boise. Uh, they wanted you to be honest. And, you know, obviously if you don't pitch, I'm going to release you and find someone that can go pitch, you know, consecutive days. So, um, but yeah, they were, they, they understood completely when I, if you needed a day, man, they gave it to you. So I really appreciated that because there were some times where I was hanging, I was like, I really can't pitch tonight. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, dude. I'm, I adjusted to it. I got it. I adjust every year Yeah, to the workload and just, it's more of, for me, it's just like the mindset getting back into it. It's like, okay, I've, I might pitch every, every game this week. Yeah. Know? And yeah, and if you go into it mentally preparing yourself that, hey, I'm going to pitch every night, 
I think it's a lot better than if you didn't. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's kind of the mindset you have to have. Like, hey, I'm I'm ready to pitch tonight. And that, as a reliever, you're like, yo, I got to go tonight. Like, there is no day off. I don't even know if I'm going in. Yeah. So, ready at all times. Yeah, that's why I always do. Uh, I try to keep my routine the exact same every game. Because if I do need to go in, hey, I already did everything. And then usually I know, like, by, like, the sixth or seventh inning, if I am or not, if I'm going to pitch or not, just because yeah. of the score. Yeah. Sometimes the scores will get a little out of hand, especially yeah. in the, the conference I'm in. I mean, you played you played in the Midwest, so you know how the winds get and uh, how, how the ball travels at times. Dude, I think everywhere I played is just a launch pad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, yeah you're, a, it, you're a lucky guy, yeah, man. Yeah, like, the, like in, when I was at UNM, it was, like, Albuquerque is playing on the moon. Mm -hmm. um, then I went to my NAI, and it was like 300 down the line to right field, and I, like five foot wall. And I was just like, all right, great. Welcome to the NAI. And then you go play in the Pioneer League. You either get screwed by the elevation or just by the short porches. Yeah. And, but. Yeah, you 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 remember Garrett, right? Calderon is yeah, your guy, man. Yeah, dude. And uh <laughs> he pitched in the, the fall last year. This is his first year at our school, right? Okay. <laughs> he uh gives up a home run. First one was legit out. Like it was just whatever, man. You move on. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Next dude. Yeah, next guy. Man. Next guy comes up, home run. With and I want you to notice that the wind is blowing straight out. Like it is just balls are launching yeah next dude comes up he gets a good amount of it most likely with a regular day it's not going out okay but it goes out and he's like whatever next dude comes up another home run but it was a fucking like wait in a row yeah three he went this they went back to back to back off him but it was the third one was like a jam shot into the right center gap that hung up in the air and just floated and scraped over the wall and he was literally just like are you fucking kidding me <laughs> Like, wasn't even what do i gotta do yeah man? dude he came in the dugout and he talked to our coach and our coach was like dude don't worry about it he was all pissed he's like and our coach was like man it's no nah, like you you weren't it wasn't even that he was behind in counts like it was just yeah. throwing strikes and they just put a bat on it but yeah those balls they just take off that's the worst one of, one of the home runs i gave up this year i only gave up two this yeah. past year but one of them was like that and in a, in a in an important game too and i was i was livid afterwards yeah. it tied the game yeah but yeah it was like i got two strikes on a dude went fastball in didn't get his hands all the way through yeah just kind of punched it out yeah dude, straight up in the air the second he hit it and it went up in the air i was like well the ball's going out yeah. sure enough just scraped over the wall yeah dude yeah i remember <laughs> this past season i was like all right i've given up two homers sure as shit my last outing, we're playing Missoula, and they're pretty good, man. Uh, they had the best overall record in our league. They're usually a very good team. Uh, dude, I get up there, and I'm like, all right. Dude, I'm like five to six. Whack. It was like a double in the gap, and I was like, all right, starting off hot. And I forget how it goes necessarily, but I ended up giving, like, backside – I had backside homer at 95. Matter of fact, no. So they actually pulled the 95 fastball. I gave a, threw a fucking fastball, 95. Wham. Out. I was like, all right, brush it off. And I think it was like two hitters later. 
I threw a 90 mile per hour slider and this kid goes backside. And I'm like, dude, what do I got to do, man? And then, dude, it wasn't over the plate. It was like where I wanted it. And I was just like, all right, like, thank you. Like, like, ah, thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks, big man. Yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> dude, I don't know what I did to baseball guys that day, man. But it just happens, man. Oh, dude, baseball it's... guys are good at hitting, man. Yeah, it's the worst when you make your pitch and they put a fucking bat on it and it gets a hit. And you're yeah, just sitting there like, there's nothing I could have done differently, you know? Or like they just like ass out, bat out, and they float one like a slider like a right-handed batter outside and they just floated over the first baseman's head end up getting a double out of it and you're like yeah fuck me i guess yeah (laughs) i'm just like you know what at the end of the day dude that's their job to go hit Mm -hmm. so yeah man there's always gonna be good hitters yeah they're always gonna be good hitters you can throw 120 i'm pretty sure they can still hit it oh dude yeah they uh speaking speaking of throwing 100 the i just got a before we started this, I got a update on. So you know, I'm a Brewers fan. One of the guys, one of the pitchers that's in there. Okay, his name's uh, what is it? Jacob Mizorowski. Okay, played in the Futures game. Okay, 101 to 103 starter. Ew, and he is skinny. Like I'll show. Let me let me show you him. This is him in the Futures game. That's our competition, man. You guys can't yeah, obviously dude, if you obviously you can't see, but talk about a sweeper. Yeah, and he's also I should say he's tall, but I think he's probably 165, 170 pounds soaking wet, throwing 103. Yo, backed up slider at 94. Yeah. Ew. I know, dude. <laughs> you just love it, man. You, you feel you feel good about yourself. You're yeah. like, yeah, dude, I had a good day, man. I popped a couple sixes and live ABs. Yeah. Then you get on Instagram and you're like, fuck. Oh, there's a guy. There's another. There's a guy throwing 101. Yeah. There's another guy, like 18 years old too. Yeah. Yeah. From the Dominican Republic. Yeah. You're like, Sick. Just like, yeah. All right. You got to beat that guy. Out. <laughs> but all the overseas guys now are starting to come. I know earlier we were talking about professional baseball overseas. Yeah. Would, you would go. Would you go play overseas? Be given the opportunity. I mean. Hopefully, after I was trying to pursue an affiliate. Oh yeah, yeah I, that's the goal. Probably like. Yeah, dude. Why not? Mm-hmm. Go play baseball in a different country. Experience that. That'd be pretty sick. Yeah. yeah. I know. I, I know. I was talking about like we were talking about like Australian professional baseball because Christian Meister, the director of pitching over in the LA facility, that's where he he spent the last few years of his career. Okay. Um, he was over there, and he said he loved it. Yeah. Yeah. He said there were a lot of fans. People are awesome. You dude, know. I bet you they get rowdy over there too. Oh, dude, definitely a bunch yeah. of drunk Australians. Are you kidding yeah. me? In the fan uh, in the stadium? Yeah, dude, and they're brutally honest too. <laughs> the chirps probably sound yeah, dude. funny. I'd probably laugh on the mound. Be like, dude, that was that was pretty good, man. Australians, man. Shane Gill, you know who Shane Gillis is right. No, Oh, dude, he's a comedian, man. He's on he's on Netflix. You gotta check him out. I'm pretty sure I've actually, if you showed me, like I don't know him by name. I'm pretty sure. Let me yeah, see here. The guy. Oh, let me show you a picture of him. But he uh he has a bit about Australian people and how they sound funny. And he uh he was talking about he ran into an Australian goth. Australian goth, and he's like, dude, you can't be goth and Australian. He's like, You sound funny. He said this bit, he goes, You can't just walk all day. I'll think about death. <laughs> he said, oh. he said, Yeah, you can't do that. 
Dude, you know what's crazy? I honestly think that their like action is so sick. Yeah. Okay, I've seen that guy before. Yeah, dude, yeah. he's blowing up right now. Yeah, then he's like, I'm, re- I'm actually very dark and twisted. <laughs> yeah, it's funny that you talk about Australian accents because that's actually what I set my Siri to. You set the I have an Australian Siri. I think their accent is so cool. I don't know why. It sounds good, man. I heard I heard that the reason the Australian accent is the way it is is because it is supposed to so for anyone that doesn't know, yeah, I'm a big history guy. Okay. And I don't know if this is hundred percent true. I heard this, but Australia was colonized because Great Britain had too many prisoners and they wanted to get the fuck they wanted to get rid of them. Yeah. So they exiled all the prisoners to Australia. And that's kind of how it started, you know, growing you know, the population. I've actually seen a comedian from Australia and he actually told me that story. Yeah. Yeah. But okay, keep going. But he goes, like, apparently, the only thing they were allowed to trade for was alcohol. And, you know, you get a bunch of drunk British people going, they start slurring the words. They start sounding more and more like the modern day Australian. Really? So apparently, I don't know if it's 100% true. Someone might fact check me if they hear this. Yeah. But apparently that's how the Australian accent started because it was a drunk British accent. And then, you know, they have kids, stuff like that. They hear it constantly. They think that's how you talk. And now they're all, I'm crikey. There's a fucking gator, baby. (laughs) That's a a big one. What <laughs> Steve Irwin, man? Oh, dude, you know, uh, dude, I saw a comedian, I forget who it was. He was talking, I think it might have been Cat Williams. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was talking about he's the biggest gangster. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, look right there. It's the most poisonous snake. <laughs> Steve Irwin, no, no. we're gonna go poke it with the stick. That's yeah. not, it was Gabe, Gabriel Iglesias. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> dude, <laughs> Gabriel and I, Cat Williams. I don't know, dude. <laughs> I know, I know that bit, man. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that one's that's one of my favorite comedian bits right there. Yeah. Dude, Steve Irwin is a tr- dude. I, that guy was my childhood. I was so Gangster, sad man. he died, man. Gangster. Yeah, his son is sick. Yeah, his dude, son's I saw a, it. Yeah, they're doing like the same thing, yeah. man. And that's awesome. I think. Yeah, dude. Somebody that's a pretty good tribute to his dad. Man. Oh, I know. Some some moron in his comment section, he posted a video about how one of the tortoises that his dad found was the last alive. And or I think there was like two left in the world and he found them and they had like a the first hatchling and his son saw it like it's it's a baby it's tortoise and he was talking about it and he's like, yeah, my dad rescued it and everything. And one of the dumbass comments goes, this is just a knockoff Steve Irwin. And all the comments were like, you do realize this is his son, right? (laughs) You just talk about how people comment on Instagram, man. I love it. Like, dude, like, what do you have? Like, you ain't got nothing going on in your life, man. You worried about people on Instagram and stuff. Do you get? Do you get? Do you get any hate on Instagram? You know, what, you, know you, you you post a lot. Yeah, no, not really. But like, if they did, like, whatever, dude. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, Ivan Ivan Melendez was telling me when he first started uh, being in the spotlight more often. That he was getting a lot of criticism. He said when he was when it first started, he'd be like responding to all the hate comments. <laughs> he, was, he was trying to stay on business. Yeah, <laughs> stand on business, man. 
But he said, yeah, I don't he was blame like, him, man. I've been to people said shit. <laughs> he said, he was like, yeah, when it first started, I was always responding to comments, but then I was like, all right, I got to stop. Like, yeah. who cares? Not even that, dude. It's just like people are always going to do it. Yeah. And so the sooner you realize that, it's like nothing, man. <laughs> I had to take my shirt off, dude. It's getting hot I in here. I told you, man. I set the heat on. Reason over here. I'm not. Did you know I'm strong? Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Bimo Elite Athletics, dude. You got to get your Bimo Elite Athletics merch, man. Pump cover. Yeah, the nice little strong AF pump cover. Yeah, but you got to get big first before you wear it. Yeah, that's the that's the only rule. You either got to throw very hard, or you uh got to be strong, or you got to lift heavy ass weight, heavy circles. Yeah. We've earned our stripes. Yeah, dude. <laughs> dude I was a skinny little. Guy, when I first started here, man, I remember when you first started, dude. I was a toothpick. You're a toothpick, and you looked like a fucking baby gazelle throwing yeah, a baseball. Yeah, it was yeah, funny. Dude. Yeah, dude. like '84. Yeah, yeah. A little background. I like did nothing during COVID, <laughs> and yeah, dude. And for whatever reason, I came in here. I thought I was gonna be pumping ninety again. Like '84. <laughs> I was like, yikes, yikes. Um, yeah, dude. They're like, dude, you gotta get big. I was like. Okay, I start lifting. Hey, you got to do this, that, eat better. Yeah, but four now, years later, now, yeah, now you see what four years of consistent throwing and everything. You're moving very good, yeah. throwing hard, dude. It just sucks. I wish I found this place so much quicker, dude. <laughs> we always talk about and it, like man. just like thought about you know, and I talked, dude. I talked about it on the last podcast, like, dude. If I just had a foundation, man like game over man you know mm-hmm. and probably not game over but you know what i'd for sure be in a better spot than i was uh if i didn't do this yeah. you know so yeah dude a lot of people just don't know how like far behind like they're stuck behind the eight ball man and they don't know it so mm-hmm. yeah it is what it is yeah it is what it you is. live you learn yeah but i mean all those experiences struggle and everything dealing with injuries they they led you down the path to where you are now. Yeah, dude. So you have to be fortunate that, like, obviously in the moment, you're like, damn, this sucks. But then For looking sure. back on it, yeah. I know I'm the same way. I'm like, well, I'm glad I experienced that and I know how to deal with it. Dude, it honestly makes it take, like, it was so much better. It feels so much better, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, when you got to go through some shit, uh, you know, it ain't easy. Kind of almost prefer it that way because at the end, dude, when you do it, it feels really good, man. Oh, yeah. So... I think that's honestly, dude, I get so frustrated with these kids, man. <laughs> Sometimes when they don't listen, because <laughs> I'm like, dude, I was you, bro. Yeah. Is it like, is it harder to like, because so for anyone that doesn't know, you're working, you do a, some of the remote coaching for us. Yeah. So you're working with guys that you don't even get to see in person sometimes. Yeah. Is it hard for them? Like, have you struggled with, you're like, hey, no, no, you guys, you guys stop that. We were buy into this. So like, you know what? Like, the guys that didn't or that were like that, they are no longer remote athletes. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, the remote athletes I work with bring a great work ethic. And that's the only way it works. Like, I can give you the tools, but if you don't do it, you're not going to get any results. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you're paying me to program for you. Do it. Yeah. Like, and if you don't do it, then you're not going to succeed. Like, right. So, yeah. Um, like I said, the guys that I still have, like Jacob Lemus, 
dude brings the work ethic, man. Yeah. That guy works hard. He's an awesome dude. Dude, he's a great dude, man. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping he's going to be in the weekend rotation this year or for RGV. Yeah. Um, University of Texas Rio Grande Valley, for you guys that don't know. Um, popped a couple fives in the fall. If he gets a six or a seven in there, dude. I think he can get drafted. Oh, easily. Easy, dude. And he's got he's got the build. Yeah, everything he's got his projectable. Dude, yeah, dude. His fastball is like 20 horizontal. Run? Yes. Woo. Like Woo. it's like, yeah. I didn't it, know that. Yeah, dude. It runs, man. Yeah. Slider's really good too. He's got like this gyro. Um, and then we've been working on the changeup, so I'm excited to see what he's he's gonna do this year, man. Yeah. He's worked his tail off. Yeah, and then even like the guys that haven't fully developed yet. I know you have a client in New Jersey that actually came down a few weeks back and you were posting it. Like you were telling me about his progress and how he's like, you know, little jumps, you know, but like over time, those jumps add up. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? Yeah. I got his name's Ben Gaffney out of New Jersey. I want to say he's 16 years old Mm -hmm. knuckleballer. So that was just really eye catching. Like, yeah. dude, who's throwing a knuckleball today? Like, <laughs> that's a, you know, they're like they're rare, man. Yeah, they're rare. So yeah, it's a good one, man. Like, the ones that do read on the rap soto, like spending like two fifty or less. Ew. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, dude. So the biggest thing for him was just like being able to like not necessarily throw ninety, but hey, like let's run it up there a little bit. And he ended up going from. 74 to 77 rounded up 78 77 7 but um like a month after the velo phase mm-hmm. so and the reason it worked was because he actually did the work yeah he bought in he bought in i meet with him once a week and you know we go over his schedule and everything hey like i can't do the blah blah and yeah and that's that's how he got it done man so he flew out here uh worked on some things that i obviously couldn't work on like if I was there with him and yeah, I think he learned a lot and, you know, he's just going to keep climbing. So um, hopefully he can get up to 85, 86, maybe 87 with that knuckleball. Oh yeah. Dude, it's going to turn some heads man. No, big time. I mean, that's that if you're 85 to 87, but then you're primarily just a knuckleballer. Yeah. But you can throw that hard. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's because then you can just drop it in yeah. and then be like, oh, let me throw a fastball here. And then the guys are like, wait, fuck. He throws an 86 yeah. mile an hour fastball too. Yeah, dude. And I think the dude, uh, so it was kind of crazy how it happened. But Mickey Janice, mm-hmm. he actually came in, I want to say it was like April. Yeah. And he was headed to, to High Point. And he came in here to just stop in. He was coming through El Paso, stopped in through a bullpen. It was like 88-mile-per-hour fastball, and then he had two knuckleballs. It was like the first, the, uh, the slow one and the fast one. It was like the slow one was like 67, like 65, 67. And then I can't even remember. It was like 72, 75. But, dude, that when he threw that fastball off that, it looked like it was 100. Right. So – who who caught him when he was there? Do you know? Renee. Yeah, <laughs> he, he actually got. Yeah, he got. He actually brought in this his own glove that he makes catchers. Like he brings a glove for catchers to use. Really? Yeah, because it's just, dude, it's nasty. And yeah, he ended up getting 
kind of got hit in the in the McNuggets, actually. <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was it's gross, dude. Yeah, I think he ended up getting because uh, he that team's in the At- Atlantic League, which mm-hmm. is another indie ball league. I think he ended up getting pitcher of the year. So yeah, I, I mean that just tells you that all the independent leagues are flooded with talent. Yeah, yeah. dude, there are some dudes, man. <laughs> It's like it's just like why are you still here? Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy, dude. Yeah. So, but dude, I'm looking forward to seeing you. Hopefully, this pro workout turns some heads. Yeah, man. Hopefully, man. God willing. Yeah, I've been exactly. working. So yeah, you've been busting his ass. He's been grinding, grinding the weight room, grinding on the throwing, yeah. everything like that. So I'm excited to see what happens. Likewise with you, man. See what kind of year you put together this year. So oh, yeah, that's I love it. I'm I'm. Oh fuck! I'm excited, man. Coming home, yeah, dude, you're, you're about to get going now, man. I gotta wait a little longer. Oh yeah. So yeah, your season's right around the corner, man. I know. How are you feeling? Oh, dude, I'm uh, <laughs> I'm anxious to say the least. Yeah. You know, you know, right? Like you said, you know, a little hiccup with the forearm, but yeah. it should like after a week or so of just taking it easy, it should be fine. Yeah. Dude. And then I just get back out there because, fuck, man. After you had like, a, especially like, I mean, when you have success, you know, yeah, dude. you're like, okay, I just want to keep doing it now. Yeah, dude. <laughs> okay, well, put just me like, back out there. Yeah, I want more, man. Right. Yeah, because, dude, once you like ride that wave where you're just having good outing after this, dude, there's no better feeling. Man. Mm-hmm. So, and then especially like guys like you and me who struggled for years and years and years, and then they finally figure something out that yeah. works and you know, how to apply it? Yeah, dude. You're like, oh, dude, okay, okay. Now yeah. I know what to do. Let's go. Yeah. yeah, dude. I think the biggest thing that you know for me and you is just we've always been learning, mm-hmm. and I think that's why we've you know we've had some success. You know, the past couple of years, just dude, we're not we're not stuck on our own ways, and we, you know we hear what people have to say and we apply it mm-hmm. and. So, yeah, dude, no surprise why, you know, yourself, other guys have success, man. Like, yeah. So. And then it also helps me. I also apply it to other things outside of baseball. Yeah. Like podcasts. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I, like Cody, I already mentioned him earlier, but he's been a huge help. Yeah, dude. Because he does this stuff. You know, he's got a couple of radio shows um, on Fox Sports, Sirius XM. Yeah. And he always, I remember when I started it, he first phone call I got. He was like, dude, like you guys got something good here. And he was just giving me advice. He's like, yeah, like you got to get, he's like the equipment you need, everything like that. And then I know like if I have any questions or I want to learn something, I can just shoot him a text and he'll text back immediately. Yeah. Yeah, Same thing with me, man. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know we had that uh, Jordan, uh, one of the strength coaches here. Yeah. She, she ended up making this Roland's video and dude, he was the first one that said great job on the video and you know, hey, this is how it could be better. Um, yeah, dude, really, just dude, like a mentor, man. Oh, like, big time. Yeah, man. I I got to get him on here. Yeah, dude, I, you I asked to get him on here. Well, <laughs> I, I asked him like before I came back here. I was like, hey, like I don't know what your your week looks like, but I'd yeah. love to have you on if you want, if you have time. And he was like, oh, I'd love to, but I just can't right now. I'm yeah. so packed with all my shows. And then in addition to that. It was the same week he was hosting the Golden Glove Awards. That's sick. <laughs> so, like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's got podcast some... that's starting out versus uh, the Golden Glove Awards. I'd rather do that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. He's so he's a busy dude, man. Oh yeah, he's always, always on the move. Yeah, he's like a chicken with his head cut off, he's just flying around. But he's awesome. Yeah, dude. 
dude, I, dude, if you want something delivered fast, dude, you got to hire Cody. Like, <laughs> that is your man. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I've never seen anybody move around like so fast. And he always like, has the same walk where his like his shoulders are a little front forward, and he's always <laughs> just moving, man, <laughs> moving. He's, yeah, it's great, dude. Yeah, dude, great dude, great dude. All right. Well, I think I think we're gonna wrap it up for today because yeah. I mean, uh, how long have we been talking for? It's been about an hour, I say. Yeah, not too bad. About yeah. like fifteen minutes. Not gonna lie to you. Yeah. All right. Well, Drew, thank you so much for your time, man. Oh man, thank you for having me once again. Yeah, always welcome, man. Love, love shooting the shit with you. Yeah, man. Likewise, man.